Welcome to Talking Fußball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga, with player picks as gobsmacking as a Milos Pantovic goal of the month, fantasy advice as eye-catching as a Christopher Nkunku double roulette, and two pundits keen to try and outdo Stefan Baumgart's carnival costume. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, one and all. My name is James Thurgood. This is Talking Fußball Fantasy Season 5, Match Day 12. And joining me, as always, is the fantasy fußball got Flo Reinecker. Flo, have you given any thought to how you're going to use your unlimited transfers yet? Yeah, I did. But it's still like I have to contradict you again at the start of the show, James. I'm sorry. I'm not tr trying to get this a usual occurrence, but like I wasn't trying to outdo Stefan Baumgart. I, I did outdo Stefan Baumgart. You did? What yeah, did you go as? I was a flamingo. Well. And I'm really beautiful looking at that. So I'm not sure. Like Stefan Baumgart, for anyone who hasn't seen that, he was a pink rabbit. <laughs> Wait, hold um, on. You, you're calling him a rabbit. I thought he was half pig, half unicorn. Oh, <laughs> this is. Okay. It was one of the most confusing carnival costumes I've ever seen, but that's why I thought it was brilliant. But I believe, I believe it was half pig, half unicorn. Okay, I haven't looked closely enough. But the ears, <laughs> like, like they look like rabbit ears to me. So you all should Google it and look for yourself. The players went all as Stefan Baumgart, which was, yeah, uh, yeah a, a popular costume I was on say, yeah, uh, I can imagine. Carnival. So, yeah, I, I was just, I, I was meeting up with two friends. We wanted to uh, go all out, but uh, because of the Corona situation, we decided to just meet up uh, outside somewhere and just have a, at first quite quiet and afterwards not as quiet uh, beer together to celebrate the start of Carnival and... So we, we, we celebrated responsibly, but still we saw a lot of people in their costumes and we saw a lot of Steffen Baumgart's in Cologne. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it, it has to be. I mean, it's pretty, it'll be up there with the Squid Games in terms of being the, the carnival costume of, of the season, yeah. I think. But he shaved his beard. Have you seen that? Oh, I have, no, I hadn't. Yeah, Baumgart is shaved now. Oh, oh I'm this, not sure how I feel about that, I'll be honest. Yeah. It's the reverse Movember thing, maybe. I'm not sure <laughs> what that is, but... Oh, there's okay, yeah. bad timing on that front then, but yeah. No. I, I think we like we did our duty uh, as we are known as the Bundesliga Gossip Podcast, <laughs> and I, I think we we did that due diligence now. A, a few more clicks and, and visits yeah. to the, the Build Instagram page and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah no, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, no, go, go and check it out. That is the beauty of this uh, neck of the woods. Admittedly, we kept it quiet here in, uh, with my family because we've got a little one that isn't going to quite understand at all what's going on. So we just can't, we stayed at home. But, I, you know, Feb, I think in the February... Maybe for the first, you know, uh, for the for carnival on the on the Monday when they do the parade through the city, I think we might venture out at that point. And, uh, you know, when that happens, there's the classic monkey, I'm on the shoulders of a monkey costume that I've got, um, which I'm always a, a fan of. Or a penguin. I've got both, actually. And I do, you know what? I, I probably go with the penguin more often. Yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll see what I, happens. I, I think a, a penguin is a very British uh, costume. Right. I always like, if I'm thinking of, of penguins, I think of them speaking with British accent. <laughs> I think that's just... Yeah. I don't know what to make of that, but it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant little fact. It's, it's yeah, very no, fitting. I mean, it's, yeah, it's one of those things. I, I, I don't think I've ever thought of that myself, but I like that. I like, I like the analogy. Shall we maybe delve into some Bundesliga fantasy stuff before we digress too far down the costumes uh, yeah. route? I'm I'm sorry, it's it's on me, but I, I just like I wanted to, to, to make it clear and obvious that like 
it's either I do or I don't. It's not like trying to outdo <laughs> Stefan Baumgart. It's not. That's not. But yeah, as you say, you didn't no. even realize what it's you realize what his costume James. was. That was the beauty of that costume. It really was. I, I, I think I had my original intro was two pundits as confusing as Stefan Baumgart's carnival costume. Yeah, that would. That, okay, yeah, see, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd, I would have okay, accepted that. So it would have been <laughs> like the show would have been like five minutes shorter. <laughs> If you went with that. Oh dear. Okay. Well, I hope you can forgive us, ladies and gents, but let's dive in. Um, because we didn't send out a tweet for listener questions. We are doing this on a Wednesday. There's a little asterisk next to this show in the fact that I think Flo and I talked off air. Both of us believe a lot might change before the weekend in terms of team news, but we're going to do our best to try and navigate through this because unfortunately recording on a Thursday just wasn't possible because of my schedule. So let's talk about the Friday night game first off Augsburg against Bayern. It's a great one to start with, or is it, Flo? Because buying on a Friday night, it has its benefits and its, you know, drawbacks, doesn't it? I, I think it's just benefits for me. Because you know who's in the starting lineup, and that's always a headache with Bayern, or could, can be, uh, depending on how you, uh, who are you choosing. So we don't have that head, headache. Like, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. Um, I hope that Alfonso Davis is playing because he's the guy um, I'm, I'm looking to bring in. Uh, although it might be if like if he's tired from from being on international duty, it could actually be Omar Richards starting because Bayern has a few uh, injury concerns and Corona concerns, and, and he's quite enticing for. Um, let me have a look. Seven point five million is his price tag. So if Omar Richards starts as a left back for Bayern, he's instantly interesting. But he's a one and done. That's something you should keep in mind. Uh, up front, you got Lewandowski. You can double up. Have you seen what happened to me uh, last match day, James? While we're on doubling up on Bayern. No. Oh, what did you do? For I, di I, I, I did double up okay. on Bayern. But like I was busy on Saturday and I forgot to bring in Thomas Müller. So Thomas Müller <laughs> did stay on my bench. So oh, yeah, what an amateur <laughs> mistake I made. Uh, uh, I was so relieved that like he hadn't had a monster game. It was 11 yeah, points right. uh, and uh, it was an eight point swing for me. So Mbolo did stay in my lineup. Uh, and I forgot just I forgot to swap I, them out, so. I'm, I'm gutted for you in a way and and as your competitor also yeah. a little bit pleased I can't lie yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but um so uh if you're doubling up on, on Munich, I was gonna say I didn't have I didn't have it much better though I will say that yeah. I didn't have it be, much better. be sure to have both Bayern players in your starting lineup actually that's definitely helping yeah, it, and yes if you're gonna double up <laughs> Müller is a safe route Sané would be the guy with more volatility but like he we always talk about like his shot involvement and it's just through the roof with Leroy Sané. So uh, I think both uh, both options are viable. Not sure uh, I'd go there myself, although you can make an argument because they're playing now at Augsburg and uh, next week they have a standalone fixture at home against Bielefeld. So it's not a bad idea to dip into the buyer market. And in midfield is Kimmich or Goretzka. Um, I think both are fine choices. It will depend on how my budget will look if I'm bringing in one of these guys because I, I think they are a bit more hit and miss than I would like for their price tags. Uh, so it's, they're definitely not must-haves for me. It's just I'll have Lewandowski and I'll have the left back who's starting for Bayern. Okay. And maybe a third or a fourth one. That's just depending on how the rest 
will shape up. Yeah, I was going to say, I, yeah, I wondered whether they would be a chance for Bayern to mix things up. The drawback, one of the drawbacks you, I, I was alluding to was the Alfonso Davies conundrum. It's one less day for him to recover from, you know, the, the Canada game against Mexico yeah. and the flight back from all of that. But the other one I was thinking is mainly actually, it's like a tactical one where you can sometimes struggle to, to shift your star man if Bayern play first and you get, you know, you've got maybe one in each position and they score in that kind of, you know, 12, 11, 12, 13 point range. And you're like, ah, oh, do I move them on or do I not? Uh, do I bank what they've given me? And so, yeah, that, those are the only two drawbacks I was alluding to. But you've kind of answered all the questions I had written down for this game as well. It is worth noting Lewandowski has scored more goals this season than the entire Augsburg team combined. He's got four, four more goals than they have. Um, and he's also scored 17 in 21 against Augsburg, which is never, never a bad record to have. And of course, coming off that win over Freiburg, where they ended the unbeaten beaten streak in the Bundesliga. Uh, let's move on to the Saturday afternoon games then. Dortmund against Stuttgart is where we will start. Dortmund, of course, a 2-1 loss against Leipzig last time out before the international break. Stuttgart losing against Bielefeld as well, so both looking to bounce back. Dortmund have actually won their first six home games under Marco Rosa in the Bundesliga and seven to start a season would represent a new club record. In terms of a player pick flow, where are you looking in this market? I think at first I want to say that like Stuttgart looks right now to be the worst team in the Bundesliga apart from Fürth. So they conceded the most shots uh, in the league. They they have a lot of trouble. They gifted Bielefeld the first win of the season. There's like there's they are in shambles right now. I think it's a pretty good matchup for Dortmund even without Erling Haaland. The issue I have with Dortmund is that they traveling to Wolfsburg next match day, which is a bad matchup right now because Kofeld is doing what he did at Bremen. So uh, first order of business is clothing shop. Uh, and I think it's a tough venue to play at at the moment um, at Wolfsburg. So uh, you, you have to keep that in mind. I like this matchup. I don't like that matchup next week. And I have issues with the players available for Dortmund. So Guerrero, if we get the green light from Rosa that he's going to play, he, he'll be in my squad and he's my player pick as well. In midfield, I think Bellingham is viable for 12.4. Uh, Hazard's viable 12.1. I'm not in love with either of these guys. I think that Hazard has a wider range of outcomes, what, what could happen. And Bellingham is a safer route, but it's unlikely with him that we see these like he has to score a brace almost to to get you uh, twenty or more points, and it's it's that's just a bit unlikely for my taste. And up front, you could go with Marco Royce. I don't hate it, but like he's involved in less than four shots per ninety minutes on average. And if you compare that to to other players in his price range or up front, it's just not that much. Yeah, I mean, especially in that Saturday afternoon slot, yeah. right? He's going up against some big hitters in that Saturday afternoon slot, and I just don't think yeah. he matches up. I, I, I think he can be above his average just because of how leaky the Stuttgart backline is. Um, but how much is the question? And um, f like, if you compare him, like Rafael Guerrero is involved in 4.2 shots per 90 minutes. So he's involved in more shots as a left back yeah. than Marco Royce is playing as a, a attacking midfielder slash striker so um 
yeah, that, that, that shows you how good Guerrero is. Because I don't think uh, we have another defender that's like even close to what Guerrero is delivering in the attacking return. I mean, Dave, Dave Although is... we have a defender, because I got the stats right now. And you know, uh, on average, who, who has the highest shot involvement for Dortmund this season? Erling Haaland. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, from all the guys who play regularly, it's Erling Haaland with close to seven shots per 90 minutes. I finally got one right, Flo. I finally got but one right. Then <laughs> Axel Zagadou, I, th I think he played like four minutes or, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Had one shot. Uh, which means on average, he's taking a shot like 18 times. Uh, he's involved in 18 shots uh, per 90 minutes on average so far. But like, you can love that away because he just played like a few minutes. And you have always guys like that on the top. Um, but uh, apart from that, yeah, of course, it's, it's, it's Haaland. But, so Guerrero is really a standout option for Dortmund. I like them. Uh, to handily win this game, I'm not sure that I can squeeze out enough fantasy value to make it worth investing, especially um, when you consider that they're traveling to Wolfsburg next week. Yeah, Wolfsburg next week and then Bayern the week after. Yeah, yes. yeah, you're right. So, you're right. I mean, that's right. it. It really yeah. is. I, I would say the Dortmund market is a one and done. I personally won't be looking to invest heavily there. And they, I mean, the good news is that after that Bayern game, they do have three nice fixtures, Bochum, Furt, and Hertha. So that is the time to really dive in on them. But for, for now, I would steer clear. But I do agree. I mean, Guerrero, for me, I almost feel like my decision might come down to if Davies is in the starting lineup for Bayern. If I then go with the Davies option as, as opposed to Guerrero, um, it might be kind of that 50-50 choice potentially for me. But yes, I don't, I don't mind it. I, I like Guerrero more than I like uh, Davies. Okay, all right. So yeah, I mean, yeah. yes, that's, it's, I mean, it's a coin flip, eh? It's a coin flip. Yeah, you have the the more uncertainty with Guerrero because he's playing on a Saturday, and who knows what's going to happen? He was injured for quite some time. But if you just consider them hat to hat, and both are starting, I, I definitely prefer Guerrero and um, I, I can give you the stat with Davis so Guerrero is involved in 4.2 shots per 90 minutes uh, Davis is sitting at three so that's the difference between these two guys which is like a lot I think um, Davis wins a bit more challenges on average so it's definitely close between them but um, Guerrero is like a more uh, of a centerpiece in the Dortmund attacking play than Davis is for Bayern. I, yeah, I do agree with that. I mean, he had this, you know, the 19-point performance against Freiburg, you know, where he was heavily involved in a lot of their attacking play. But the question, I think, behind that is whether that's, you know, something that's going to happen every once in a while or whether he can produce, you know, above-average performances regularly. I think we've seen that Guerrero can do that because, as you say, I mean, the man's a wizard. <laughs> that left foot of his is, uh, is, is, you know, one of the most cultured feet in, in world football. And the fact is, he really does pull the strings when he's in that Dortmund side. So I, I see arguments to both sides of that. Let's move on to the next game. Gladbach against Furt. I think, again, one that people will be looking to invest in, given the Furt's propensity to concede goals. I mean, Frankfurt only got two against them last time out, and they needed one in the last minute um costage denied the assist because <laughs> evan and got a flick on the ball which i think uh, you know definitely annoyed me as a costage yeah. owner and annoyed a few others that got in touch as well we were in the same boat yes yeah, it was one of yeah. those you know i was i really it was going through my head when it happened and i was like oh that's great and i kind of went on my phone after i'd done the highlights checked it and he was denied the assist and i was like what the heck's going on but yeah gladbach 
They, I mean, they only drew one all with Mites last time out, but you'd fancy them at home here. They are still unbeaten on home soil this season. Three wins, two draws, while Furt have lost all six of their away fixtures so far this season. Player pick, Flo, where are you looking? Uh, I'm looking to Alessand Player, 13.6 million. That's apart from the obvious guy who's Jonas Hofmann and the cheap guy who's Joe Scully. Um, Stefan Leiner is back on the pitch, but like, I think it's out of the question that Scully will start in this game. And uh, even if Leiner is back in the lineup, for me, that just means that Scully will play on the left flank. I think there's no debate that he's going to play. Only asterisk to this is like, in, in what shape will he return from the United States? Because he got his first uh, call up for the US. So that's something to keep in mind. But we'll probably get an update uh, from Hütter regarding the status of, of, of Scully. And I, like, I wouldn't worry too much, um, even if Lina is back. 2.9 million, still a great Price tag. And the good thing is, with Gladbach Asset, I'm going to have three Gladbach players in my squad just because of uh, they are one of the few clubs who you, I consider you can just have three good fixtures in a row to start off. They're playing now third, then they're traveling to Cologne, and then they're hosting Freiburg. I think it's like three decent fixtures where I wouldn't be afraid of. And um, that's hard to to come by really even even okay i mean genuinely just uh, like play devil's advocate here even given gladbach's propensity this season to kind of have these duff games against sm like smaller sides yeah know? but they're not playing smaller sides cologne is playing possession football as well i think it's like it's it, it, it will be a good game for gladbach it's a derby it's, it's, it's probably the hottest derby here in in the rhineland and uh, i think they can uh, do well in this match so I'm, I'm not afraid of that and then if you look like through all the fixtures that's coming up like you have some bad fixtures okay. no, no, I mean I don't disagree with you for every every club I don't, I don't see a club where I think like the, f the first three four fixtures is all Cookies and gravies? What, what's that? <laughs> Cookies and gravy. Um, no. Biscuits and gravy, I think biscuits. is what they say in the States. Yeah, yeah that's what, as, an English, as an Englishman, I have to say, when that, someone first said that to me that was from the States, I looked at them with the most perplexed look on my face going, what are you on about biscuits and gravy? Yeah. Two very different things in the UK and the US. Um, but yeah, no, I do agree with you. There's, there are, it's a minefield, these next six match days, and there's no one team that you could really say, yeah, stick on this team and you can ride them out through to the end, really. Leverkusen, <laughs> for me, are perhaps the one... I've got one team later on, okay. and I will probably shock okay, you. Okay, well, but... I, 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 I had Leverkusen down, and okay, I think I know who you might have down. And yeah, You I'm get looking... Leverkusen down, was travelling to Leipzig next week. That really sounds not like an enticing... But you can, I think you can ride that out with Bochum and Furt at home, either side of it. I think it's worth riding it out, potentially, with some uh, Leverkusen players yeah, as well. Yeah, it could be. I, I'm just saying they, they have a tough fixture in between that. Especially so. given, I mean, they're the late game. They're the, sorry, the last game on match day uh, 13. Yes. So it's a standalone fixture. It gives you flexibility. It's not, don't get me wrong, it's not ideal. Leipzig away from home, but 
I think you can ride it out with yeah. that. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll cover that. But we'll, 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 we, will, we will discuss, yeah. you are so right. Um, Jonas Hofmann so is a must-have, in my opinion. Yes. So okay, so, and the player pick is, is Alessandro's player. Yeah, because yeah. Embolo is injured, so... Uh, he was a massive yeah. letdown on that Friday. I, I needed him to do well, and this was the problem. Because I had picked Andre Kramrich as my banker, and I had mooted on the show that I was going to drop Lewandowski, which I got close to doing, but then bottled it. What I decided to do was then make my star man Andre Kramaric, which was not good because I had no striker playing afterwards, which I could move it off from. So yeah, Braille Envelope, a bit of a disappointment. talk about Andre Kramrich and Hoffenheim because they're at home to Leipzig. They're coming off a 2-0 loss to Borkum while Leipzig are riding high on that 2-1 win over Dortmund. Hoffenheim are actually chasing their 100th Bundesliga home win. Leipzig, meanwhile, currently in the midst of an unwanted club record, eight away Bundesliga matches without a victory. I, I, I mean, player pick, flow. Yeah, it's in Kunku... And no one else for me, probably. Oh, no one else. So no one else looks really enticing. Maybe you can make an argument for Mukiele or Guardiol. I'm like, you don't know how the striker um, situation is because uh, Paulsen has, like, he's questionable for that game. We just don't know. And even if he plays, I'm, 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 I'm just not sure. With the whole Leipzig situation, we're not sure. Does Schoberschlei play that maybe Olmo gets a shot at starting? There's Forsberg. There's just so much uncertainty around Leipzig. And Angelino isn't the old Angelino no, who's involved no. in everything. Yeah. And so it's in Kunku. And he's in my squad. He'll, be, he'll, he'll stay in my squad unless he's suspended or injured. Or has a massive dip in form. I think apart from that, it's just... He's a must-have. I don't like. I don't care almost uh, whom he's facing. So definitely going with him. But I, I can't see an, an enticing fantasy option out of Leipzig right now. No, I mean I agree with you. There's a lot of uncertainty. They've got a good record with Josef Paulsen in the starting lineup, but there's the propensity for them to change things up at any time. And so yeah, I do agree that there's a risk there. If you if you hit, you can hit big. I think if he's 100%, I, I believe that Paulson would start. But I, I just got the new... Like, I, I read that he's not 100%. And then it's... It, maybe that's enough for them playing with a false nine, a false back up front. We could see that with Schaubuschlei and Nkunku behind him. Or we could see Andre Silva. Who knows? Yeah, like, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to, uh, yeah, make and make a bet on a play. I'm not even sure I would buy uh, if I if I knew that he's in the starting lineup. So, no, I'm I'm out on Leipzig players apart from Nkunku for now. No, I mean, you know what? I can't really argue against that if I'm honest. Um, so let's move on to the next game. Perhaps more investable, although, I mean, that's debatable. Bielefeld against Wolfsburg. Now, Lucas Ometra, I want to mention, I mean, uh, called up for the German national team and, and probably should have got a goal in one of their games, at least. Um, but he has scored in every game under Florian Kohlfeldt since he took over as Wolfsburg head coach. And he's actually Wolfsburg's top scorer in all competitions this season. Uh, six in all competitions, four in the Bundesliga. 
In terms of a player pick flow, where are you looking? I'm going with Paolo Otavio. I now feel safe enough. We talked about him last time out that he would be a great option if we knew that he's in a starting lineup. I, I think he made a strong enough case for himself that he's going to play. And then for 10.6 million, he's a challenge monster. He can be involved uh, in, in the attacking play. Um, I think he's a great option uh, in defense, especially uh, since I play with a three-man backline. So he has a bit more leeway to uh, go um, up the pitch. Uh, so I think he's a great pick. Uh, I think you have to notice that Maxi Arnold is being a bit more lively under Kofeld and is being back to be a viable fantasy option. I mean, got, got a surprise call up to the national team given the COVID fallout. And I genuinely think that might be a nice little boost for him as well at the right time. Yeah, 30 million is his price tag. Uh, I think you can do worse. We talked about that Wolfsburg is hosting Dortmund next week, so it's not ideal. But still, definitely a differential pick you could think about uh, is Maxi Arnold. And up front, it would be Lukas Mecha uh, for me. Much cheaper than Wout Wechost and actually involved in more shots on average than, than Wechost is. So um, he, he would be my pick and his price tag uh, looks really good. Uh, just 9 million from Mecha is, is really uh, a bargain. And it's, been, yeah, it's been an interesting one. What Wout Weghorst has lost, Mecha's gained and I think that's it you know he didn't have someone like Mecha that really wanted to get involved in the goals he had these players that were around him like Brekolo and Stefan that would like to try and find their way and find the passes to Valvegos now Mecha like you know he really kind of is a bit more selfish than some of those other players that used to be around Big Vout so yeah, yeah it's detracted from his value but it's definitely uh, raised Mecha's yeah who would have thought James that you would remind me today of Macbeth uh, so what, uh, what Vejos has lost, uh, Mecha has won for everyone Shakespeare. I was gonna, I did, that was, yeah, that's a, that's huh? a subtle, subtle reference that I'm not sure I even realized I, I, I mean. I forgot who the guy was a lot. What, what blah, blah, blah has lost. Noble Macbeth has won. Yeah, so yeah, I read that during English class. So. It, no, it's one of those stories. Yeah. Everyone has those, those school books that are just ingrained in your memory. Uh, no, definitely. I, I forgot who, like, who lost something, but someone lost. Some uh, some something and uh, knowing Shakespeare probably his life <laughs> and, <laughs> and Macbeth has won it. But like it's not uh, talking about the shot involvement. Mecha involved four point five shots on uh, per ninety minutes and Bechos is sitting at four point one. So they're not really uh, separated by a lot. But if you consider that Mecha's, uh, Mecha is cheaper, um, then it's no debate for me. Between these two, no, yeah, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And 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 Bielefeld actually conceded the second most shots so far this season behind Stuttgart only. So uh, not a bad matchup for Wolfsburg, but it has to be said that they look a bit cautious going forward under Kofeld so far. So maybe they're taking off the cuffs now. They're going to Bielefeld, but they haven't been looking like a, a attacking powerhouse so far. Yeah, again, I mean, it's also with the strikers, it's a tough market. And while I say a tough market, and that's mainly because of the last game that we're coming to, but I know there's some uncertainty surrounding a certain Patrick Schick. And we're talking about Leverkusen against Bochum. Um, now, Leverkusen, they haven't won. I mean, a bit of a Bayern curse. They haven't won since uh, they lost to Bayern four match days ago. Meanwhile, Bochum are 
you know, on this emotional roller coaster that they're riding high on, given their 2 0 win against Hoffenheim, which was one of the maddest last 20 minutes of football you've ever seen in your life from Manuel Riemann, who I'm sure all his fantasy owners went, Oh my goodness, this is the greatest thing ever, to, Oh, what on earth has happened here when he took the penalty and skied it into Rosette, which is a bit of a shame. But I mean, it, it does make you think as a fantasy owner whether he's going to keep penalties and whether it's worth just investing in him. But he won't, he won't keep the penalties. Like someone dig, did dig out the stats of him shooting penalties and they're pretty, pretty bad. Hasn't he, he's only scored so, one and it's like the one against I, Augsburg. I think he only scored in penalty shootouts and has tried to do like uh, thrice so far and uh, haven't scored a single one. So I'm, I, I, I don't think that we'll see him uh, on the spot anytime soon again. Yeah, he said, he said his granddad would have absolutely given him hell for it <laughs> if he had still been alive. But yeah, it was um, a bit mad. And then, of course, you know, uh, Hoffenheim had some good chances to score, but then Pantovic scores uh, to make it 2-0 from inside his own half. So, I mean, this is the wonderful world of the Bundesliga where anything can happen. Um, but talk to me about this game, flow because you would look at it on paper and say Leverkusen should win this at home. But, you know, the, the, the form maybe tells a different story. Yeah, although Bochum is pretty good on home home soil, they're looking really uh, not that good uh, away from home. So Leverkusen is is actually uh, the other way around. They 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 better away from home than at home. But I still think um, with Wurz back and Schick probably back, that's going to make a whole lot of difference for the Leverkusen side. So I actually uh, like them to to beat the, uh, Bochum, but they're traveling to Leipzig. And I'm, I don't want to ride it out with them, uh, with that being the last uh, match of um, match day 13. I think that's an issue. And that's why I'm probably going light on Leverkusen and, and just will have Flo and Wurz in my squad because um, his price tag is just too good to pass up. Uh, I think 12.5 million is, is pretty good for a player of his uh, caliber. Uh, I think you can make an argument um, for Frimpong, 7.8 million, really attacking-minded right back against Bochum. That could be a good thing. And of course, Patrick Schick, 14.7 million. Although I have to say, like, I'm a bit suspicious. They, like, what I've heard um, is that it's more or less a pain tolerance thing, his injury. And that, like, uh, that, that's leading me to believe that he, he probably will have to take a lot of painkillers before the match. And I'm just not sure. Like, at first, I, I don't think it's a good, good thing that, like, we're putting painkillers into professional athletes for them to be able to perform. Just yeah, sit one out would be my advice. But Agreed. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't think they're going to listen to me. But it might hinder his ability to play to his full strength. I mean, it's, it's these things. I, I just think he will he will not be at 100%. I, I predict that he's going to start, but won't be at 100%. So if you want a Leverkusen striker, uh, I'd actually go with Musa uh, Diaby for 13 million. That's interesting. He's not on my really short list, but yeah. you can make an argument for him. He's having a good season. Yeah, he can score, uh, and especially if like Schick, um is not a hundred percent, like someone else has to step up, and Yabi uh, definitely has the quality to do so. 
Yeah, that's it. I mean, I think, yes. I mean, Schick will also be a candidate to come off early, given the fact that he's playing through the pain. And I think the issue here is that Alario is definitely out, um, else they might have fallen back on him. And then, I mean, I mean, Adley, I think he did a uh, he did a decent job. Better against Betis, of course, in the 4-0 win compared to the one or draw against Hertha, which was a bit of a letdown. But given the injuries, uh, yeah, I think there were there were explanations uh, for a poor performance there against Hertha. So we'll see whether they can pick it up. And just, just to cap off the 330 games, if you were looking for a striker from the 330 games, who is top of your list out of all the games we've just talked about? Oh, that's, that's a t- it's Alessand Player. It's not a tough question. Pretty easy for me. Uh, Alessand Player, is it? Good. Like it. I just, yeah, I just wanted to ask because I think that's uh, people will be looking at that time slot and thinking I need a striker from it. So I just wanted to get your thoughts. So let's move on to the first of the flexibility fixtures, uh, let's say. And it's the big one, actually. Capital City Derby, Union against Hertha. Both drew last time out. Union against Köln and Hertha, as we just mentioned, against Leverkusen. Union actually winless in three, which is their longest winless run of the season. However, the Iceland have also only lost two of their last 27, or their only 27 home matches in the Bundesliga. Not so their last 27, where are you? not their only. Yeah, is, yeah. It, it's, it's, is it not their only? No, it's not their only. They lost like six of their first 10 and then two of the next 27. Fair, okay, all right. So it's their third season in the Bundesliga. I was going to say, yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. they'd have to be on third. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you know uh, against which teams they lost? Uh, out of these twenty-seven. Oh no! On the top, of, off the top of my head, I could—I mean, I could guess, but I wouldn't know off the top of my head. Although I should. Yeah. Have. Okay. Bayern, we had a few games back, so that was is two five. And then it's good. just the two bigs, Bayern and Augsburg. Oh really? Okay. These are the two that that have won at the Alter First Eye. So. Well, yeah, I yeah, mean, it's an interesting step. I mean, they're going to be up for this game. We've had some interesting derbies between these two so far in the Bundesliga, but they haven't necessarily been the biggest in terms of providing fantasy points, have they? No, they, they haven't. And I'm, I'm not sure where to go in, in, in this game, actually. And I said that there's a, one team that has a good schedule coming up, and that's actually Hatter. I'm not sure what to make of that, because uh, Hatter has been so poor this season. They created the least amount of shots so far. 110 shots at goal. That's ridiculous. I mean, Bayern is sitting at 213, so it's almost double of what uh, Hatta did. And remember, it's like this is how fantasy points or, or, or a big chunk of fantasy points are created. And maybe there can be a turnaround after the international break. We we have seen th- um, that happening in in the past. Um, but you have to bank on that. And I'm not sure that I'm willing to do that. But um, they're playing now at Union, then it's Augsburg, then they're traveling to Stuttgart, then it's Bielefeld, then it's Mainz. These are the next five games. On paper, this is the best schedule of of any team out there. Um, yeah, but um, am, I willing, am I willing to pull the trigger on Hertha players? That's that's a big big question for me. Like, <laughs> yeah. One guy I think you can make an argument for uh, is Maxi Mittelstädt. Um because he's playing as a left winger. Uh, he, he's just at seven point one million. That's a decent price tag, and he's involved in goals. He's not involved in a lot of shots, so uh, he gave a lot of assists in recent uh, games, and that's 
um, was how he got so many points and a few clean sheets uh, on the way. So, um, but I think if Hertha as a whole is probably they will produce more than they did um, so far this season. Just I think they can't be at that low level for the rest of the season. I, I, I don't I don't expect that. So maybe Mittelstadt picks it up a bit. Just for this match, I actually prefer uh, Gieselmann over Mittelstädt. I was going to say, yeah, the, the tried and tested. Yeah, yeah. And he's 4.7. Union is traveling to um, Frankfurt. It's the early Sunday game next week. So it's, it's like a so-and-so fixture. Um, like we have to see uh, if Frankfurt is now like, do they come out swinging after the international break? Like we always got the feeling at one point and has to make click and they're getting better. But well, we're not sure about if, if, if that's going to happen. I definitely prefer a home game against Augsburg uh, against an away game uh, at Frankfurt, even with the yeah, latest form of the Eagles. So, um, yeah, I think it's close between Gieselmann and Mittelstädt for me. I think both are viable. Mittelstädt, if you're more looking forward. Gieselmann, if you're picking for this week. Um, I probably won't have both in my squad just because I think the match as a whole maybe isn't the uh, won't produce as much fireworks as I would like maybe. Mm. So um, these are the the, the two. I, like there's one other option. Um, I don't think I I could do it myself, but uh, Jürgen Echelenkamp. I just wanted to pronounce his name because I think it's like it's beautiful. <laughs> um, but uh, Darida is injured and probably Echelenkamp will be uh, in the starting lineup for Hatta. Uh, he's 4.9 million, which is a ridiculously uh, low price for him. He already scored twice as a substitute and yep. maybe he can do it like, uh, as a starter, you on, only started once so far this season, and that was when they were rooted 6 0 by Leipzig. So I wouldn't mm, factor that in too much. So I think Achelenkamp is maybe a guy you can make an argument for because of the schedule that Hatta is facing and because of a standalone fixture they have on this match day. But I, I'm not sure I could do it just like. If he scores I'm, next week, I'm, I'm definitely oh, will, will be clapping my shoulders uh, on, on, on mentioning Echelenkamp. And if not, like I'm never mentioning his name again. <laughs> it's just one of those like on the, on yeah. the dead to me list. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with your assessment. When I look at the three games that we've got that are ending this match day, this for me is the least attractive. I don't think... And the problem is, I agree with you as well. Hertha have got some nice fixtures, but if any team can mess up some good fixtures and not got to get a lot of fantasy points out of them, then Hertha are the team that can do that. Um, so maybe let's move on uh, because there are some more viable options from these last two fixtures. And we'll start with Freiburg against Frankfurt. Freiburg, their unbeaten run did come to an end against Bayern. It was inevitable and going to happen at some point. Meanwhile, Frankfurt really out of form. And I mean, against Foot, Terribly unconvincing um, as well. So you really would think that Freiburg heavily favoured here. We should mention the fact that Freiburg have won uh, only one of their last eight meetings with Frankfurt. But these are one of those historical facts genuinely flow. I feel like you can throw out the window for this one because on paper, Freiburg on form, Frankfurt not. So where are we looking for fantasy returns here? Is there anyone outside of Grifo and Gunter? 
Kostic, maybe, uh, if you're looking on the Frankfurt side. Um, he, like, his shot of Wolfman is still good. I, I think you can make an argument for going with, with Kostic as kind of a blue chip. We already talked about they have a standalone fixture next match day at home against Union. So not the worst in the world. You get two standalone fixtures. If you're not going with Grief, oh, I could see myself going with Kostic uh, as an alternative. Um, I, I definitely think it's it's viable. Although Freiburg, they are traveling to Bochum next week. So on paper, they have maybe the better matchup. But we heard like how like Bochum isn't conceding goals at home. So the, Yeah, but Bochum at home, I don't want to mess with right now. I really don't. They're no pushovers. So... Um, no. Yeah, I think you can make an argument for Kostic, but apart from that, that's it. Like, we're not, we're not sure who's going to start as a right back for uh, Frankfurt. That guy would be interesting, but we're just not, we're not going to know if it's the World Cup winner or if it's uh, Asima Touré or if it's Timothy Chandler. So there are, there are three guys who are in the mix um, for that one position. Maybe you can make an argument for Ndika. He he gave an assist on last match day. Did you know? Yeah, I was going to say. I should have. I should have known. Brilliant, having brilliant having assist done the highlights, Luka. I should have noticed at some point on the replay that he got the flick yeah, off. But. Yeah, Pele would have been proud yeah. of that assist by Indica. But uh, yeah, so I'm not sure I can make an argument for any other Frankfurt defender. And then it's another line for me, uh, especially since Christian Günther is is the guy you probably will have in your squad. So yeah. um, there's no added benefit of bringing in a Frankfurt defender if you just can uh, put the star man on one um, at that uh, kick kickoff time. And maybe like some of you guys may be thinking about going with Lukas Kübler, uh, who's a cheap alternative, but I would argue against that because Kübler's price tag is 4.3. That's definitely enticing um but like his shot involvement is 0.9 per 90 minutes Günther's shot involvement is 3.2 per 90 minutes which is pretty good for a defender so um the difference between these uh, two players is is like the, the the price difference is definitely merited between Günther and Kübler and I mean he can fall uh, into a pretty good game we've seen that with, with Kübler because he scored in one game, for instance. Uh, I think he gave an assist in another one, but he's much less likely uh, to be involved in a goal than Günther is. So uh, I would find uh, the nine million difference in, in price difference yeah, I, between Günther and Cooper. Absolutely. Let me ask you about Jong though. Uh, scored while on international duty for South Korea, but is that is that what detracts that Christian Streich may go? You know what? You've been on your international duties. I'd rather rest you for this one and bring you back. For a game against Bochum, I'm not sure he can. That's depending on the True. news, because uh, Shalai is injured. Yep. Uh, Shada um, got himself injured during international um, duty for U21 Germany U21, and I'm not sure like who would play if all these guys were out. Well, I mean, you move, you can um, move Hurler there uh, and play Demirovic up front, maybe, but Peterson's out uh, as well. So, I, I mean, I agree with you. But well, then why change something that like, that's working? And Hula is working up front. I'm I'm not sure, sure that that's something. Maybe we we, we see Demirovic on on the wing. I'm, I'm I'm sure. Maybe he can play that. He's like he's he's a good footballer. Yeah. So yeah. Well then, yeah. then let me ask you: but Would you go I, for Jong? I, I think as long as Young isn't like totally messed up, 
when he comes back. Uh, I think he's going to start just because of the alternatives are not there at the moment. And Jonathan Schmid, for instance, another guy like he—he's totally out of yeah. it. Like his his goal right now is that he wants to be back with the team on the training pitch before Christmas. So that's the time frame we're talking about. That's not being back on the Bundesliga pitch. That's just being back on the practice pitch for Jonathan Schmid. So um, uh, Streich has no alternatives on the right wing. Um, at the moment, so I think that Young is a pretty safe starter, and he's actually a budget buster. I I wouldn't mind. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, it, but I, I still prefer Grifo over him. So uh, yeah, it's well, it's just I was wondering because it's a very competitive midfield market. Now we don't have Erling Haaland sucking up some of your budget up front, so you can actually play in like the more mid-priced range up front, which does then free up some budget for your midfield. And I think the inclination or the, the you know the instinct then is to maybe go for a very high budget midfield i i for one had you know all of my players were over 12 million uh, before the international break in midfield at least and i'm just wondering whether people will stick with that tactic or look for a bit of relief and i do think jong is probably the nicest pick for me especially given his flexibility in this match day as well and if he doesn't perform it's also not the end of the world because you also have a late game which i do think offers up Maybe one midfield option uh, that we'll talk about, but uh, it's Mainz against Köln, and arguably this is the battle of the two budget strikers, uh, Jonathan Burkhardt and, and Karim Onisivo, if you want to throw him in the mix as well, against Anthony Modest. Yeah, I would. I would prefer Onisivo over Burkhardt. Yeah? You're, okay. Yes. Uh, he's involved like in 5.4 shots per 90 minutes. Burkhardt is at 3.4. So uh, Burkhardt is more efficient with the um, opportunities he gets. Um, but I think that could change in a heartbeat. It's just sometimes it's, it's, it's random variance. I, I, I wouldn't chalk it up like Burkhardt being now like this uh, iceberg in front of goal. I, I'm not sure that um, that's the case. So I, I still prefer Unisivo. He's more differential and he's involved in more shots. I, I, you know, I mean, like, I don't agree with you. Like, if you've got your, fa uh, you know, I'm going to play devil's advocate again here, but I actually, I'm going to defend Jonathan Burkhardt because, and I, I don't mean this with any disrespect. I don't mean no, this with not, any I'm disrespect. I'm not slagging yeah. off Burkhardt. I just like Onisivo yeah. more. But, but Burkhardt's a much better footballer. Like, genuinely, you can see that when they play. And I think, yes, Onisivo is, is involved in these moments. But maybe that's the beauty of this Bundesliga fantasy game. We used to make that argument with Yusuf Paulson that he wasn't that good, but he was a fantasy monster. So maybe that's Karim Monasio in a nutshell. So yeah, okay, so it's the battle of budget strikers either way. But is there this midfield option? Is Florian Kainz viable? Yeah, of course he is. Well, wouldn't he? But, I I'm, mean, I'm, he's sorry, I'm giving you an easy I'm giving you an easy question, but yes, yeah. I, I want the answer from you. <laughs> yeah, 8.4 million. He's like he's odds on favorite to close out the match day for me, uh, I would say. And of course, you can make an argument up front um, for Anthony Modest, who's actually involved in 4.8 shots per 90 minutes. So that's more than Burkhardt, but it's less than Onizivo. So maybe I'd go with Onizivo uh, on this game. It's, it's not out of the question um, that I would do that. Especially since Mainz is having a Friday evening fixture next week because they're traveling to Stuttgart and... Like I said before, Stuttgart is a side I like to attack right now. Yes. Um, they just don't have midfield options, Mainz. So that's their problem. <laughs> Lee might be um, a midfield option. Six million is his price tag. But 
he was traveling uh, also. He also played for South Korea. He also scored for South Korea. The the third guy who scored was Hyung Son. So uh, all guys with Bundesliga background uh, scored for South Korea. But Mainz has other options. So Barrero is he used to be like a definite starter for Mainz, and now he's on the bench because of the rise of Lee. But I think that could be change uh, changed for for this match only because of the traveling issues. Um, so I, I wouldn't be safe enough. But maybe he's a guy, if he has another good performance, uh, you look at next week, I think it's possible. Yeah, and uh, Ut, I think, is also viable, 8.9 million. He hasn't shown that, what we want to see from him, but still the underlying stats, and I'm, I, I know I'm, <laughs> I, I'm repeating myself <laughs> here, they're looking really good. 6.1 shots per 90 minutes. Uh, is he involved in? That's like, that's the lead by Mark Ud. And Modest is sitting there at 4.8 shot, but but you know what? Like, he's scoring goals, and that's what's making the difference. Uh, Ud can have more shots if Modest is scoring a brace, he's, he, he's outscoring him. It's just the nature of the game. So I think Modest is also viable. With Modest, you rely on him scoring. But, like, there are worse guys to rely on scoring than Modest is. Definitely. Let, let me pin you down, then. If you had to pick a defender, midfielder, and striker from this fixture, yeah. uh, who are you picking? Aaron Martin is also, like, a favorite uh, of mine to, to be uh, in my squad. He looks like he's locked down the left-back position now. It looks like the uncertainty's gone. He has, yeah. Bo Swanson uh, said that, that Lukuki has some issues. He has to, he, he, like, his... Uh, his game is too um, mistake prone. He said that during the international break. So yeah, no no worries with Aaron Martin, uh, who's actually involved in three point one uh, shots per ninety minutes, and like that's just point one behind uh, Christian Günther. So that's definitely a great great stat uh, for a guy who costs you uh, three million. Uh, in midfield is Florian Kainz, not even close, 8.4, delivered last time out, 12 points again. Just a really good fantasy player for, with a really good price tag. And up front, I'm sticking my neck out and I'm going with Karim uh, Unisivo, 7.8 million. Nice. And like, the first two guys have a great shot on making my roster. Yeah. Onizivo is actually, he's in a discussion to be my my third striker out there. It's weird. I don't know whether it's because we're recording on a Wednesday, but I feel, and, and again, I'm anticipating more team news coming. But yes, I feel very uncertain about what my team is going to look like right now. I've got a lot of very good candidates, but I haven't kind of whittled it down to who I really want to back just yet. But on that note, shall we end the show on some player picks? We will start with the Vegas choice flow. Who are you picking? Uh, I'm I'm go I have Rafael Guerrero down here cuz I'm just not sure if we're going to get confirmation that he is totally healthy um before the start of the match day. Um that's that's the reason why uh, he would be a Vegas choice. Um if we get that confirmation uh, he instantly isn't a Vegas choice anymore and then I would go with Torgan Hazard for 12.1 million um cuz I think like he can score a goal or or, or, or two um, at home against Stuttgart the way they are playing right now. So um, 
Uh, I think he's a differential way to get into the Dortmund midfield. Uh, you know, yeah, I like I like that pick. If I'm honest, I, admittedly, this is this may be your first time. You've obviously got them written down. I haven't got any of these three picks written down coming into this. I had one written down, which is Rame Benzabaini, but I've kind of talked myself out of that on account of the fact that he's likely to start as a centre back, given the fact that Nico Elverdi may not be back. Yeah, for he won't. Elverdi uh, uh, is out. Elverdi is definitely out. Okay, sorry, I'd missed that yeah, headline. Yeah, then. Okay, out. right then, that that yeah. kind of confirms it for me. Yeah, if I'm going for a Vegas choice, I mean, it's a tough one. I think I would maybe look at someone like Wu Yongzhong this weekend, given the fact that we talked about the risk of him coming back from international duty. Um, and that's maybe the only reason I'm stretching to make it a Vegas choice. It's also not a guarantee for him to have a good game. We have seen him have these blowout fixtures where he's involved in a goal, uh, but also not a guarantee. So yeah, I think John kind of fits the bill for a Vegas choice this week. Yeah, I agree. How agree. about your super schnäppchen? Uh, Aaron Martin, uh, 3.1 million. He's actually my favorite budget defender um, over Gieselmann, over Scully, uh, Aaron Martin. Yeah. Yeah, a solid choice. Lock him solid in. choice. I actually brought him in for the last match day and he picked up nine points. Um, and that was mainly to try and free up funds elsewhere. But I think, yeah, he's a, he's a very valid choice. I, I want to be a little bit cheeky here and, and maybe just oppose you on your Onisivo pick and actually pick Anthony Modest because I think it's a bit cheeky to have him as a super schnepchen. But in the context of the strikers market, I think he does fit the bill. Uh, and I do think he will be amongst the goals against Mites or at least amongst the shots. Uh, I can anticipate that. So, ending on the banker, where are you looking, Flo? I'm going with Alassane Player. Uh, if we discount the most obvious players, I think Player is a good pick. He's my favorite one from Saturday afternoon, which means that he's almost certainly uh, going to be in my lineup. Yeah, I, you know what? I really can't argue with that. And I think he's a, a very solid pick. I, I will then... I'll switch mine up and I'll, I'll, I'll pick the guy that I brought into my draft and I think may stay in my draft. And that is Patrick Schick right now. I do think he might be worth the gamble. And I, it's funny, I'm just talking about a gamble for a banker pick. But, but should I change? Actually, maybe I should change my Vegas choice. No, no, you go that. You're just like, you, uh, you, you, you're giving yourself some rope, James. That's, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I am giving to myself uh, some rope to hang myself. Yeah. I mean, it, it's maybe Florian Verts is the better pick given the fact that actually he's going to stay on the pitch longer, most likely. So either way, I'm looking at that Leverkusen market. I'm thinking it could be a good one against Borkum, even if the form maybe suggests differently. I anticipate them bouncing back and coming out international break strong. So we'll see what happens. Those might have been the shakiest player picks I've ever done on this show, genuinely, because I didn't have anyone written down. So we will leave it there, ladies and gents, for this episode of Talking Fußball Fantasy. We didn't take any listener questions, but if you do want to send them in on Twitter, Twitter feel free. Uh, we'll get around to answering them at some point. I promise Flo's a little snappier than I am sometimes on that front. Yeah. And I will moot it now. I'm, I'm away on a weekend. I'm, I'm, oh, like, I'm answering questions until Friday 12 o'clock and then I'm on <laughs> You've got a deadline, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take all the ones that come after that then. Um, we'll do it that way. And and maybe there'll be a Twitter spaces in the works as well. We'll see what happens. Depends how my Friday night pans out. But for now, that brings us to an end of this week's episode of Talking Foosball Fantasy. Thank you for joining us. For now, from me, your host, James Thurgood, Flo, and the rest of the Talking Foosball crew, Alfie Dehern. Alfie Dehern. Alfie Dehern.